Have you ever been sent a link to a form to fill out for a medical procedure or an office visit only to find out you couldn't do it on an iPhone or an iPad? That it required a computer to fill it out in order for the page to display correctly? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's go! Good morning, Chet, and how's your day? Well, actually, my day's going pretty good today, Gary. Well, we got all the windows cleaned, I see, for the penthouse. We can see right out into the parking lot and over to the pool today. <laughs> I guess that's good. That's a good thing. So, <laughs> until the rain comes in this until afternoon. Until the rain comes in this <laughs> afternoon. Everybody will be fleeing yeah. at that point. So what's on the agenda today? Well, I, I was going to uh, do a little bit of a rant here and talk about what uh, what a uh, problem that I'm beginning to see is that uh, I think it's going to affect all of us uh, at one point or time or another. And what happened was that I had two times this week where I had to go online and do things online. One of those times was to fill in a request for an appointment for a medical procedure. The other time was I went in and checked my voter registration status as to whether or not I was going to get a mail-in ballot, and I needed to go in and request a mail-in ballot again. And what the situation I ran into was that when I went into the medical procedure routine, to schedule the appointment worked very nicely on my iPhone. The size of the form, the fields you filled in, the readability of everything was great. And I put all this information in and got an appointment date. And then it said, well, here are all the forms you have to fill out. And I said, okay. And it showed me the forms. And all the information I had previously put in was not on any of the forms. Oh, wow. It had to be all reentered from scratch. And then with the voter registration thing, this, this was even worse. I went in to the uh, voter registration database that the uh, Hillsborough County maintains. And again, the application you went into, and these are both, all of these things I'm talking about are web apps, which means that you go into your web browser, Safari, right. and you access the pages through Safari, and it brings these up. So the page that allowed you to check on your voter registration status, again, was a very nice page. It asked you for your name, uh, you know, prove you're not a robot and all those kind of things, and uh, your uh, address, I think it was, and your date, birth date, and it came back and said, oh, yeah, you're a registered voter, uh, but you do not have a request on file for mail-in, and that's because of the, the law that changed here in the state this year that uh, mail-in uh, systems changed. So there was a button there. It said, request mail-in ballot. I punched the button. What I was shown was a page that was designed to be shown on a large-scale desktop computer mm -hmm. that would not fit on the screen of the iPad or on the iPhone. And the text was so small when I did get it on the screen of my iPhone that it was illegible. So all I could do was blow it up and read one or two words at a time off of this. The data entry side of this thing was just god-awful because it was set up to be done on a desktop computer. Nothing made any sense from the standpoint of I couldn't see the whole page at any point in time. Uh, and so I got to thinking about this and saying, I've run into this before. And I ran into it uh, one time with a car dealership trying to schedule service or get service information from a car dealership. 
And what I'm seeing is that companies simply do not understand the importance of software and software that works for the end user. And I got uh, curious in the more I thought about this, and I actually went out and did a Google search this morning to find out how many smartphones there are on the planet Earth. 6.82 billion smartphones as of about now, uh, time-wise. So you, you think about that and saying, with that being the case, and all of these archaic computing systems that are made up of multiple pieces that don't talk to each other, that require you to do a whole lot of extra work in order to make them work, they're virtually useless on mobile devices, iPads and iPhones. And I don't know how we get about telling our elected officials and the businesses that we deal with that what they have given us is unacceptable. But somehow we need to start giving that message to them and saying we have to pay attention to the software. The software Doing things online seems to be the way of the future. There doesn't seem to be any choice in that. I also got to thinking about this and saying this is an interesting thing. Because if you think about it, children that were born after the iPhone was announced are getting ready to graduate from high school this year or next year. It's been a while, yeah. 16 years. Unbelievable. 16 years. And we still have all of these really archaic lousy, not integrated systems that do more to punish the person trying to use them than they do to try to help them. And I, I just don't know how we get through to people to let them know how critical getting the software right actually is. Um, and Anyway, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm not quite sure what we do about it, but I, I think this is something that all of us, especially as uh, seniors and the older we get and the more problems we have reading screens and uh, working with small things on screens it is something we do need to think about yeah because a lot of seniors don't you know that's all they own is an iphone they don't have an ipad or a, a, or a larger computer or, yeah right. so uh yeah um i've ran into that not so much um i don't know if, i guess it's along the lines of software related but because um, i use safari all the time it's mm -hmm. my default browser and when I uh, was trying to go through the process of ob obtaining my uh, license to fly a drone, there are several websites within the FAA that didn't support Safari. Mm -hmm. and I'd have to, you know, and that's just aggravating. They have oh, to yeah. open up another browser just, just to enter something. It's just, it seems like it should be seamless, just like the software that you're talking about. You could access it from any type of, of device, and especially with all these um, forms that they, now the medical people are just crazy. They send you forms that you've got to pre-register you know pre -register and have everything, and have all your ducks in a row now before you even come in. So um, if they want to do that, if they want to force you in to do that, then the software people or whoever runs their software or develops it, they need to be... They, uh, they need to, uh, it needs to work for you. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so, and I don't know, is there a, is there a like a software... Um, I mean, who would we? How could we contact people that develop software? Is there a development? Um, well, the the problem is not the people who develop the software. It's the companies that it's hire the them. companies that hire them, or the agencies and the government that commission things to be done. 
And uh, great efforts have been made over the many, many years now that uh, the web has been available since, uh, you know, the, the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, websites have uh, been in existence and evolving throughout that entire time. So, you know, we're talking about 20 plus years of development here and uh, being able to develop pages that work on the common modern browsers mm -hmm. uh, is normal. Um, you know, look at Amazon. Yeah. yeah. You know, if, you, if you're going to do it, do it right. Right. Uh, so uh, that that's one of the things I think that we need to look at and uh, some of the techniques that they use to determine whether you're a human or you're a machine. Uh, we now have biometrics capabilities on our devices. They came up with this whole concept of pass keys last year, which nobody's implemented yet, uh, which is just uh, shocking that they put all the effort into coming up with that system right, and nobody uses right. it. Uh, you know, it just it just kind of blows me away. And, and I think somehow we need to get to the agencies and the companies that do this and say to them, this is unacceptable. We're not an employee of yours you don't give us work assignments. Right, right. Your job is to collect our information and to do it in the most practical, simplest fashion you can, not make life so difficult for us we don't want to do it. Yeah, back to that passkeys. I mean, that would just sound like such a, a great thing. And, and as you said, nobody's buying in. Nobody's buying in. Uh, the one place I did see it was uh, on, the, uh, on the car. Uh, it came up with the ability to have Apple Music in mm. the car mm -hmm. and uh, so I said okay let's load Apple Music and it came up with a QR code on the screen mm -hmm. and it said point your camera or point your phone at the QR code and it came up and said do you want to authorize it and I said yes and about 10 seconds later there it was it was up and it was authorized I never had to type anything in at all from nothing that from that point gone. from that point on from the point I, I pointed my camera at the QR code I didn't have to type a thing in and it authorized. It asked me on my phone if I wanted to authorize it. I said yes, and that was it. Everything wow. worked. Wow. So, you know, you look at that kind of stuff, though, so it is possible to make this stuff happen. But when we look again at the, the state of smartphones today and their capabilities and Android phones and iPhones and anybody else's phone that's a, a smartphone that can handle this, it's the same kind of thing. Um, so... I think we're just going to have to start putting pressure on companies to say, this is unacceptable, people. You can't do it this way anymore. Um, and, yes, that means you're going to have to go spend the money to get some reasonable software written. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm assuming just because, I mean, you, we can't access it on iPhone because I, I have never had an Android phone. So I'm assuming they have the same problem. Yes, they do. Okay. okay. So. They're, they're, they're using web browsers just like we are. In fact, Chrome is a very popular web browser on Android. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, if you go through Chrome, you're going to see the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. If uh, something was done at the government to use only Microsoft Edge or uh, probably not Internet Explorer because Microsoft quit supporting that, I guess. Uh, but Microsoft Edge, uh, their new browser, um, you know, they, they, they really have to realize that Microsoft is not the only company. Android is not the only company. Apple's not the only company. Sure. So I guess it's the best thing for us to do right now is that when we, when we run into an issue like that, whoever sent us that, make a, a request to them. Say, look, you've got to make this better for us to use. We can't even use it on our mobile devices. That's right. And I, I think that's the answer. Uh, that's going to take a little bit of work on sure. our part because you're going to need to find the contact me and how do we contact them and let them know this is unacceptable. Right. Um, but I, I think it's something that we need to start doing. And if enough of us citizens say, hey, look, 
this is not the way to run the, the show. Uh, maybe we go to our state legislators mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. say to our state legislators that, okay, we, we want legislation in place that says if the state or any state agency provides this as a service on the Internet, it had better work on all devices and work correctly. And uh, the the idea there is that I don't have to copy information or re-enter the same information over and over and over again. Right. So if I've got a uh, let me register over on this page, and then it says, okay, you got to fill out this information form on another page. Anything I put in on the first page ought to show up on the second page. They they shouldn't be totally disjointed apps. Well, and it would benefit them also because if if none of the information is changed, they don't have to go over anything. That's right. You know, so yeah, yeah. There's benefits all the way around, and and uh, having uh, spent my life working in this environment and understanding how businesses looked at this uh, and how governments looked at this, it's the if it ain't broken, right? Don't fix it, Uh, and if it is broken, live with it. Or if it or if it costs me extra money, (laughs) we're going to yeah, we're we're not going to do it. But that's the thing that software is too important these days, and everything we've got is going online. And Absolutely. we just have to realize that. Absolutely. Well, I think we've uh, we've solved this problem for the world. So <laughs> next week we'll have to tackle a new problem. So we're just problem solvers. <laughs> we're problem solvers. That's right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We hope to see you on the 21st for our meeting in the Veterans Theater from 12 to 2. And with that, I think we'll just say a, a goodbye, Chet. Goodbye, Gary. <laughs>